You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. Happy Monday. I'm your host, Candice Cooper. Happy to have you rock with me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked On Tar Heels podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today. We're going to talk about the UNC versus UVA matchup. What things went right for the Carolina Tar Heels? What things went absolutely wrong for the Heels? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the first half, second half, Matt Brown's post-game presser, and finally our observations. How did we do? Did we, were we spot on with what we think that what we thought the Tar Heels should have done or were we, you know, a little bit off? Let's find out on today's show. Happy Monday, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're having a great start to your week. I hope you've finally voted. If you are in the North Carolina area, Saturday was the last day to early vote. I normally, I've been saying I was going to vote on Tuesday, but it just I got a little anxious. You know, I, I couldn't wait any longer. I wanted to make sure just in case, you know, I caught some COVID symptoms or got hit by a bus, my vote was still counted. So that's exactly why I made sure I got out there and exercised my right. So I look forward to talking to you Tuesday about voting. We're going to make it a little fun. We're going to vote on some favorite things that we love about Chapel Hill. So, you know, it has to be have some serious elements. But, you know, we also want to play and make sure that we enjoy listening to the show. So that's what we'll have for tomorrow. I gave you a little tease already. But let's get into what happened on Saturday in Charlottesville. The full moon was set. It was Halloween. Everything was set for Carolina Tar Heels to just do wrong and you know I just feel like they did they got up against a one and four Virginia Cavalier offense defense and they could not get it done unfortunately the Carolina Tar Heels came up short 44-41 in the loss on Saturday now we're going to look into the first half and talk about what you know really went right for the Tar Heels more importantly in the second half what went wrong and you know honestly if we're going to start overall I feel like Carolina offense showed up and defense clearly was still on the bus. They had, you know, Mac Brown had talked about texting the guys, making sure they were up during a certain hour, making sure they were ready to go mentally. And I just don't feel like <laughs> the Carolina defense showed up at all. You know, I, there was okay moments, but for the most part, they were just getting run. Like, it, I don't even know what I was watching. I, I can almost argue and say that that was the worst defensive performance we've seen all 2020. And, you know, we've all talked about COVID symptoms, people feeling bad. And Carolina has really rode the tide of not having too many hiccups. But I'm feeling like, does somebody have the flu, a bug, or, you know, just wasn't too tired, insomnia? I, what was going on? Because it just looked terrible from start to finish. So let's go over, you know, some key things that we saw in the first half of the game. So it only took four plays for Carolina Tar Heels to score their first touchdown of the game. So you're thinking, all right, offense is on per usual. First quarter, first drive, Carolina scores. We're used to seeing this. Like, that's just how it goes. Carolina gets on, and then um, in um, Dream World, we all know they fall off in the second quarter, and then they, you know, have to come back, blah, blah, blah. So we're assuming, you know, like usual, but maybe they're going to be a different Carolina this time. They're playing. They felt the energy from the NC State game. They're going out, and they want to prove that they're the team to beat. And I said from last week, got to pick on that secondary, and exa- that's exactly what they did. Deami Brown scores. We're feeling good, right? Just getting pressure, you know, all that good stuff. But 
here comes Virginia marching right back down the field and putting up seven or six rather because the kicker missed and we're getting ready to go. Now I'm feeling like, okay, Virginia's not no punks. They're not going away. They're feeling it too. They don't, they don't want to just, you know, go down lightly. Brennan Armstrong is feeling himself. Sure. Fine. Cool. <laughs> we're, who will take that? First quarter ends in Carolina. They, it's pretty evenly matched, right? Total passing yards, total yards, passing yards, rushing yards. Everything is pretty much even, except Carolina has had 22 plays and Virginia only took 12 to do most of their stuff after the first quarter. So I'm feeling like, okay, Virginia is not wasting any time, which further proves the point of did the defense show up because it took less plays for Virginia to be evenly matched with the Tar Heels. Now, the start of the second quarter, you know, they played this whole fumble thing where it was ruled a fumble. Oh, sorry. It was, yes, it was ruled a fumble. Then Sam Howell had the opportunity to pick it up and run it for a score, but they already blew the whistle, so the play was dead. So they cannot give him a touchdown based on the fact that they blew the whistle. It was all this, you know, talk because everyone was just not trying to, was confused about why they were blowing the whistle. So, of course, blown call by the ACC rest. <laughs> What's new? And it was really frustrating because having the opportunity to put up seven once again and having to settle for three when we know we have a kicker who is not always on from close. <laughs> Atkins isn't always the guy I can depend on when it's a chip shot. So I was a little frustrated, but you know, whatever. We're wipe our hands of it. Fine. We'll take points. Not really under un, I did not really understand why we did not give it to Javante, who clearly is capable of pushing it into the end zone every single time he's right in the red zone area. But you know, again, I poor decision, poor play calling but that's a whole another story that I'll get into later so <sighs> breathe we're fine it's it's fine poor officiating the charges to the game we try and keep it pushing get that second half going Sam Howell's touchdown to Joffrey Brown makes uh, a career 50th touchdown career touchdown pass moving him past Deshaun Watson for third most through sophomore season in ACC history Great. Congratulations. We love getting scores. Pack the stat, all that good stuff. You know, go, Sam. All Yeah, we're happy, right? Huh. Sure. Until we see that it's still a tied game. So I'm, I'm confused. I'm wondering. Not even tied game. Here, Virginia's up <laughs> by seven. What, is, what are the Tar Heels doing? <laughs> Help me understand. You know, like Sam Howell going 13 for 16 in the first half. 271 yards already. But an Armstrong was only 159 yards, right? Carrying the ball. Michael Carter, Javante Williams, they were eating pretty good. Obviously, Virginia had Keaton Thompson, who was doing his thing. Shane Simpson doing his thing. Wayne Talapapa doing his thing. And I was just like, okay, I'm not worried, not worried, not worried. I can breathe a little bit. You know, Diami and Joffrey doing that, you know, getting it done. Fine. <sighs> then... You just look at the defense in the first half. And everybody was getting their ass smacked. Run over. Just, is there a defensive line? Did anybody want to play in the damn trenches? Anybody? One person? No? Okay. Fine. I'll, you know, I'll live with that. My biggest issue just... It felt like nobody showed up, right? It felt like nobody was trying. It felt like the effort wasn't there. I don't know what it was. Like, every time they would run, like, their defense, their offense is not that good. Or Virginia has been that good. They just didn't have the right defense to make them look better <laughs> to go up against. And so I'm like, Carolina defense, y'all are looking damn right embarrassing now. I'm just trying to say, 
I'm confused as to why nobody is wrapping anybody up and why there's always these second efforts from these running backs. I'm freaking confused. So I, I honestly was pretty disappointed in how they handled the first half, but I could have lived with it. 2027. Carolina has them right where they want them, right? So I'm feeling like we can breathe, stretch, shake, and let it go. Speaking of letting it go, I had to have a couple of these bad boys after Saturday's game because I was a little bit frustrated. I had to celebrate, but I made sure I did it responsibly. That's when I reached for my Coors Light all weekend. It was made to chill. It, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. It doesn't matter what team or sport is playing, Coors Light from Coors Brewing Company Golden Colorado is the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink beer. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. They are available every single day for your enjoyment. Now, looking at the second half of the Carolina Tar Heels game against Virginia, obviously Carolina got themselves into a hole and the whole group to up down 21 points, but leave it to Carolina. I mean, that was right where they wanted them. Of course, it was eerie of FSU game where they came down and, you know, they had time to get it back, but I could tell you what, that nine-minute drive that the Virginia Cavaliers did on the fourth in the fourth quarter to put it away for their team really just cemented everything that is going wrong for Carolina's season. You can't, you don't get much time if you don't make the plays. And that's exactly what Carolina's defense did not do. Of course, Sam Howell rallied back. Of course, you know, he was able to make Virginia's defense look crazy, especially in that secondary position. But it was not enough. They needed five extra minutes and I promise you that would have been Carolina's game but unfortunately you don't get that and that just proved from to me more and more Carolina can't handle being the top 15 in, team in the nation they can't handle that they proved that when they can't hun- handle being top five I said that when I first started this damn show I promise you I did I can run the team back if you need me to Carolina does not do well when it's ranked they play better they are better when they feel a chip on their shoulder when they have a complex and they feel like people are doubting them and how great they are they play so much better but when they start to feel themselves and they buy into the good press that they're given they play like poo period like I, I don't know how to better say that because it's just it, it proves itself True, every single how do you let a team that's only won one game? I know we talk about you know records don't mean anything, but how do you let a team who's won one game this season beat you? And they beat you pretty good. I don't especially on the defensive side of the ball. Like, yes, Sam Howell had a great showing, and of course, Matt Brown gave him high praise, saying that was one of the best perform quarterback performances he's ever seen. I'm not sure if he was, you know, missed out on this guy named Vince Young in Texas, but you know, whatever, that's fine. Sam Howell had a great game, but Sam Howell also made some pretty sophomore mistakes. The fact that he does not know how to get rid of that damn ball when he does not see the play that he wants. The fact that he tries to scramble, I'm like, that's cute. You know, I feel like you try and think you're Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson and all these other guys, but you're not. How about you throw the ball away? I vividly remember Phil Longo about to break his damn headset because he was just so frustrated and Sam waiting till freaking forever and getting sacked <laughs> for about eight yards. And then he got sacked a good first quarter, getting sacked about three good times. 
And that also let me know we're not playing in the trenches on the offensive line. But more importantly, Sam, get rid of the ball. Live to see another play. So I'm not sure why Mac Brown gave him all the praise. I mean, yes, putting up 41 is great, fine. But they could have put up 61 if they had <laughs> given the ball away when they need- and lived to see another play, right? Like, I think there was just too much trying to want the big thing or making forcing it to happen and not just letting it flow naturally because clearly when it flowed it was amazing but it was a lot of forcing going on that really cost the Tar Heels ultimately I think that there are two key points that we have to mention of this game when it came to Trey Morrison's personal foul when the D-line finally had gotten a sack on Brennan Armstrong giving a UVA first and 15 got to talk about Don Chapman when they were Third in the short, and they had to stop. Don Chapman comes in and does an actual hit at the end. For what? Like, for freaking what? You didn't have to do that, you know? Like, that's a mental mistake. That's a frustration part of the game where you were trying to be chippy at the end, and it wasn't worth it. Like, you literally cost your team three more downs, and it ultimately led them down the field and put them up 10 when we could have been down just by seven and scored a touchdown. But, you know, what do I know? Hell, I'm just... <sighs> there's that. <laughs> so I'm going to go into uh, the key observations of the game and how we thought we did, because overall, when it comes down to it, my final thoughts today are going to be pretty spicy when it comes to these Carolina Tar Heels. So how did we do, team? How did we grade ourselves, Locked On Heels fans? Pick on UVA secondary. Make UVA scramble with big plays. That was our number one observation. We saw that three plays in, four plays into the game for Carolina Tar Heels. Picked on that secondary real good. <laughs> Picked on that secondary multiple times. You saw some de- defensive pass interference calls against the Cavaliers, and it was something that I think Sam obviously got, you know, but at the end of the day, <laughs> when it came to secondary and the short passes, Sam Howell, if you're looking for those long plays, stop forcing them. Daz Newsom is right there, and you saw that when they were scrambling, when they were down by 14, when they were down by seven, they were able to, you know, get back in that game and make those short passes because they wanted to score and get down the field. Why didn't you do that all freaking game? What were you? Why were you looking for the 45-yard, 75-yard pass every single time? It wasn't there. Ah, that makes me so mad. You know, you hear it in my voice today. That's just... <sighs> Woo socking this. Okay, I'm coming back. I'm back to earth. Number two, run over UVA. Carter and Williams, they were doing it for the most part. They had a strong run game, but damn it if UVA didn't run better. And that's something that we don't hear often. And mind you, it might not have been on paper running better with the you know the different uh rushing yards on, on the day, but Carolina just didn't look the same. And I attribute that a lot to the offensive line. You know, playing in the trenches was just not, it was not Carolina's day for that. They were not able to block, create the holes that they needed to. Now, did Michael Carter and Javante Williams create the space that they needed? Did um, Javante have, (laughs) make the guys on UVA miss a lot of time? Yeah, but that's who he is. That's what he does. Of course, that's going to happen. But could they have happened more often if Carolina's offensive line played better? Absolutely, in my opinion. So, there was that. Contain Brennan Williams, number three. Huh, 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 huh probably that's what you were hoping that would happen but did it happen mm, not so much not so much at all I mean this month, sorry I almost cut see see y'all I don't like losses I can't handle them <laughs> you had this man looking like Jordan Travis you had him looking like Hendon Hooker you had him looking like he was somebody worth the you know whatever but the mobility of Brendan Armstrong was evident and apparent, and he was just cooking. And it was really just frustrating because I'm like, can anybody, somebody wrap him up? And it wasn't even just him. It was Thompson, too, number 99, giving them the 
beating the brakes off of our defensive line over and over again. Now, number four, win like it's tradition. Don't give UVA any confidence. <laughs> like, am I just, I feel like I just speak just to speak at this point. I don't know if somebody wants to hire me over there in Carolina, but I take checks, okay? I take straight cash. I got cash at Bimmo, whatever y'all need. But I'm pretty confident all I said was don't make UVA feel like they're in this game because if you give them any type of inch, one in four teams are not, you know, especially in the ACC, they're probably one in four teams that are probably two and two teams or three, you know, and one team, all that good stuff, three and two teams, all of that. You know, they're probably the teams that have the weaponry to be good. They just can't put it together yet. But damn it, if they will find it and they're going to find it against somebody who they feel they want to beat. And Carolina being a ranked team is exactly what any kind of one in four team wants. Hello, we saw that with FSU. Hello, we saw that yesterday. Or yes, Saturday. We saw that. All Virginia needed was a little bit of confidence to feel like they could be in the game. And they did their thing. That's all they needed. They needed Brendan Armstrong to just do a little extra, feel a little bit healthy, or even fake health in order to do well. And it was just like, okay, lights out, Carolina. Like, what is it about playing down or playing like you just already supposed to be there that it was about the Tar Heels on Saturday? I just, I don't understand. But, you know, here we are. Number five, final thought, special teams. I wanted to see some scary good runbacks and said I saw a fumble. <laughs> fumble in the score. I wanted to see some special teams. I wanted to see some kicks that were made all night. Did I see that? No. No, I did not. You know, it just, ah, Jesus help us children. I'm just not understanding how you can call yourself a complete team, how you can say you have the weaponry to be successful in the top 10 conversation, want to be college football playoffs. Like, woo, your eyes are bigger than your belly. That's, you know, it clearly has to be that case. Coach Bateman, I want to have a conversation because your defense wasn't doing what they were supposed to do, period. And, you know, at the end of the day, I understand things get frustrating, but you've got to be able to get back on the horse. Yes, you appreciate the effort, but that's just not, it's not going to cut it. So let's dive into that more when it's all said and done. Why can Carolina not be a top 10 team right now. I want to really hear from you guys at Locked on Heels, at Candace e. Cooper. Tell me why I am right when I say Carolina cannot be a top, top 10 team. Bill Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever with 18 amazing flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate. Built Bar is even more delicious. As you all know, I'm on this fitness journey to get back right and fit. And I am so health conscious right now that I enjoy Built Bar because it is low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. I want you to visit BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On so you can get 20% off your next order. Final thoughts of the day as we head into Tuesday, we're gearing up to vote, right? Right, We're making sure that we have all of our ducks in a row. I'm trying to say something positive as I about to get, prepare myself to go in on my Tar Heels. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere. Now let's talk about it. We've got final thoughts of the day. Obviously, we saw some good things out of Carolina's offense and defense. And by Jeremiah Gimmel's fumble rec- or interception, I'll take that as the best thing that happened to Carolina all freaking day. Now, overall, though, I don't understand why the defense didn't show up. I I don't know. If it was a mental thing, fine. I'll give that. But in my assessment, it's the Carolina of old. It's what we've always seen where Carolina feels itself. 
gets a little too confident, and the next thing you know, Carolina is right back where we thought they were, getting the bricks beat off of them by teams that shouldn't even be in the conversation with them. That's what's frustrating. Like, you cannot sit here and tell me that you are a top 15 team in the country get having to even get in a tizzy with teams that are one in four. Like, that's a joke, right? I, I, I don't – I want you to want better for yourself. Now, do I think it came all down to players? Absolutely not. I think there were some pretty poor – calls made first play calling made i think there was poor decision making by the players sure but i think there's some poor play calling i was not understanding some of these rpos that were given i was not understanding some of the defensive schemes like it seemed like they were not communicating well it seemed like they were not in the right positions like whatever was going on it was not working and nobody made any type of strong adjustments. When I tell you the second half you know you think about second half adjustments that you want your defensive teams to make Carolina didn't make any of those Virginia came right back out as they kicked off and got the ball, and they ran right back over. It was like right back to work, right back to running over Carolina's defense. Now, I just – you've got to want more for yourself. You've got to want it to be bigger than that. Only highlight from the offensive side that, again, Sam Howell had a great game, 443 passing yards, the third most in Carolina football history. De'Ami Brown had a great game, 240 receiving yards, and the second most in Tar Heel history. Congratulations. Those are good things. But I know as a player, that doesn't feel good when you lose. Like, yeah, you want to be the dynamic duo and Javante Carter and Javante Williams and Michael Carter. Yes, you want to be Diami Brown and Joffrey Brown and the duo, the bad, bad boys of brotherhood where they're just making things happen. Like, you want to be all of that. Fine. But if you don't win, what does it really mean? Right? Like, no, but I don't think Carolina wants to be the team that just has individual highlights. Like, they don't want to be the team where, you know, Sam Howell puts up 41 on the team and that's just, oh, yeah, he's so great. No, you know, I don't feel like Carolina is that way. You, We preach about how Carolina football has been this unselfish team that they want everyone to get better. And so I want to know who's digging into you, your players, who's digging into their teammates to make them get better. I said on Twitter, literally felt like nobody got into that locker room and cussed anybody out. Like, nobody said, we got to play better. We got to step up. We got to do more, guys. It, it just looked like they were just so defeatist. Their heads were down. They're, you know, not feeling like the Carolina Bowl where they're excited about playing. There was no excitement. There was no joy. It just felt like they were out there. It was Halloween. It was cold. And, you know, all the elements got into their head. And they were just upset at themselves for even being in this position. Like, it was the deja vu where you're just like, I can't believe we're here again having to battle back. And fine, I get it. Yeah, it's frustrating. But go out and freaking win. You know, talk about that on the bus, how we have to stop being in these positions to be successful and having to stop getting ourselves out of the hole, but actually get out of the damn hole, right? Like, let's stop losing to teams that have only won one game on the season. And now as I look at Duke, who took on Charlotte this weekend and pretty much ran, literally ran up the score on them, I'm a little nervous. I Duke has not been the Duke that we've normally seen where it's uh, – they, they have a pretty even 500 season and all that good stuff. They've been pretty bad this year. But I say that to say, just giving them a little spark of confidence, and they're probably going to beat the Tar Heels if, if Carolina keeps playing like they're playing. Like, I don't care if Sam Howell puts up 41. You know, Chase Bryce, whoo, Jesus. If Chase Bryce puts up 40, a 44 type performance on Carolina, I might quit the show. I might have to do that because I just, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be any more good. If you let Chase Bryce and company run all over y'all defense, I will do a tongue lashing that will have to be F, not FDC approved. 
because what? <laughs> Absolutely not. Not having it. So I'm going to go back to the drawing board, gearing up for Tuesday, getting myself ready for encouraging everybody to vote. And I'm going to make sure this game plan, I'm going to tell the coaches, like I've never been in the trenches, but I damn sure know what I see. And I'm going to make sure these guys are prepared as they head into playing Duke Blue Devils on the weekend. So <sighs> I'm breeze stretching, shaking. I'm fine. I'm going to let it go. That was just another L in the suitcase. I really had this whole plan of us being undefeated this season, but it's not going well. <laughs> so here we are. Make sure you guys come back tomorrow. Let's talk about the loss. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> More importantly, let's look forward to Duke. Let's talk about what we have to do, and let's talk about their games and what they're trying to do this season. I would talk about my time at Duke and how much I truly do enjoy that program and that coaching staff but I still need them to take that L on Saturday so we'll talk about the heels and the keys to winning um tomorrow make sure you come back download subscribe to Locked on Tarios podcast from anywhere be smart stay safe you know if you're recovering from Halloween all that good stuff make sure you quarantine and stay away from people you love for a little bit until you know you get over the hump right <laughs> make sure you guys still wear those masks and as always go heels you are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.